From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts, Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the 1330 Podcast. My name is Keith Nader. I'm here with my counterpart, Brent Bailey, and it's a wonderful day in Graham, North Carolina. Yes, it is. We're happy to be here, coming from the office of the Reverend Joshua Hamilton. Happy to be here today. Uh, we're going to continue on. We've been uh, talking about uh, some of the behaviors that are holding leaders back, and today we've got a real good one for you, or a few good ones that we're going to hit you with. And uh, the one we're talking about today is complaining, blaming, and excuse making. And we've all experienced those people in our lives. We've been that person in our life that complains about everything, blames everybody else, and makes excuses for everything that goes right or wrong. And uh, we don't want to be that person, and uh, we don't want those people to be around us. And uh, one of the big things that, that we run into with this, uh, whenever, when things go wrong, people, uh, people tend to do those three things. They complain, they blame, and they make excuses. The people... Uh, that others want to follow or the person that somebody wants to follow is the person that will take responsibility for the mistakes that are made and give other people the credit when successes are, are present. And I know that, Brent, you've got experience with some of these issues on this, I'm assuming. Well, I, I think that as we, as we really tackle this, we, we need to understand that there is a, it's okay to complain in a general sense because if there is never a complaint, you're going to, most likely people are lying to you. <laughs> I mean, you always must have room for improvement. And that means yes. somebody's not going to like something. Somewhere. But what we're talking about is constant nitpicking, complaining, where you're just not going to be happy with what anybody does. And uh, that's the kind of things that we're, we're talking about here. And sure, um, those kind of people are the people you want to lay hands on suddenly or pray for or, or whatever. But uh, yeah. that never gets anywhere because if you if if your perfection level is so high, nobody's ever going to reach it, then you're setting yourself up to fail and your people that you're working, working with you and for you are going to burn out and quit because you're just unpleasable. Yes. So if all you're doing is complaining, uh, you're going to burn them out. And it, it, you're just going to have to realize it's never going to be perfect. Never, because and, people are involved. Yeah, and everybody's thinking differently. So um, then the other thing is, what you were talking about is is the responsibility factor. Now, I, I'm a lead pastor at a church, founding pastor. The book stops with me. I mean, no matter what's going on, no matter, I mean, if a children's department, youth department, or whatever, I still have to, it has to stop with me, and I have to take uh, the responsibility, and and that's the thing that I think is is really the most constructive is deciding the difference between blame and responsibility. Yeah. And if you're just blaming somebody, I mean, we can you can blame it on the 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 air. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was so dry today, I just couldn't do my job. I mean, right. I mean, it's not about finding fault. And if you're just constantly finding fault against you, you're just going to be burning somebody out. I've had people that have volunteered with me before that. 
when things have gone wrong. And it wasn't it wasn't a time where we were coming in to reprimand anybody. It was just one of those times where it was like, hey, this didn't work. And before anything was even said, somebody basically said, that wasn't my fault. And I was like, well, nobody said that it was your fault. And immediately when people do that, it starts to tell me what kind of a person they are. Yeah. And I don't... Real fast. I, yeah. It, it, it's at that point that you just don't want to give anybody the... Uh, the that, that's in a position like that or has an attitude like that, the responsibility to be over anything because everything that they're over, anytime it goes wrong, it'll never be their fault. And again, we, we just don't have time with what we're doing. We don't have time for somebody that's just always, you know, pointing the finger in another direction saying, well, you know, if Brent had shown up on time or if Keith had done this or if, you know, what, did, what, what could you have done to make this work? You know, a lot of times when it, if when I when I'm over things, if something's not working, you know, as Brent said, the buck stops with him. Um, at my job, the buck stops with me as well. If something's not working on the job site, it comes back to me, whether I know what's happening or not. I get blamed for everything, <laughs> and it's my job to get it straightened out and make it work right. Thankfully, I don't have a lot of guys that work for me that are running around pointing their finger. They'll take responsibility for what was done, and we'll get it taken care of. But that's the thing that will move things forward is, uh, you know, get rid of the complaining, get rid of the blaming and get rid of the excuses. Well, you know, if we had a better sound system then and the worship leader was better, then we'd have more people coming to our church. You know what? Keep loving people and keep loving God and your church is going to grow. Yeah. Don't worry about if it doesn't work. Make it as good as you can for right now. All right. Yep. Let's move on to the next one. And that is withholding feedback. And really these next two tie together. Yeah is withholding feedback, but then not asking for feedback. When somebody asks you what, you what do you think about this or how do you think that went, then you, you need to go ahead and say it. Yeah. Um, if it didn't work, yep. there's nothing wrong with saying this was a disaster. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, because everybody already knows it was a disaster. Right. I mean, if, you know, if there's a, the, the, you know, there's nothing more sad than a clueless leader that walks around and just goes, isn't everything so wonderful? And people behind their back are going, oh my gosh, this is a train wreck. Yeah. Yep. You know, and and we've if, all been around those people that, or, or know of people that are like we've that. We've been those people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, just true. You know, until somebody <laughs> told you something and then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I, I can't believe I didn't see that. Or why didn't you tell me sooner or whatever? And that's the thing. If you really love the person that you're working for or with, uh, care about them, you know, I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm talking about you really care about them. If you really care about the organization that you're working for and you hold back, you're not doing them any favors. None. You're not at all. Well, and the flip side of that, as a leader, when somebody underneath you has taken on responsibility and they're doing something, if you never tell them one way or the other, this is good or bad, or we could improve in this area or tweak this area to make it a little bit better, and you're withholding all of your thought on that, eventually something is going to happen and you're going to unload on them about it. And their response is going to be one of shock because you've never said anything about anything to them in this arena before. And, and now suddenly it's all yeah, been now wrong. everything's wrong. And, and it may be years worth of absolutely, you know, cluelessness. Yep. And that, that may be hard for them to ever move on and get past that. I ask, I, uh, I ask for feedback because uh, I've, I've worked so many, I haven't worked a ton of places in my life, but every place that I've ever worked has never been great at feedback. 
And so I look for it and I will ask people, hey, what did you think about this? Or what did you think about that? And that goes to asking for it because it takes a strong leader to be able to ask, hey, will you nitpick most, this apart most, for me? Most, pe- <laughs> most leaders never ask for that. They ask for compliments. They fish yeah. for compliments. Oh, yeah. But they never ask for honest feedback. But the good ones do. Well, I, after you get done preaching, Brent, how many times have you gone up and you've, you know, you'll ask somebody, man, did that go all right? And they're like, oh man, that was awesome. That was like one of the best messages you've ever preached. Then you go and you ask your wife and your wife looks at you and says, well, you know, it, which answers everything that you needed to know right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and I guess that probably brings us to the, to a really important thing here. You need to have somebody that you trust that will give that gives you because there's going to be some people they're always going to give you negative feedback. Well, if you go to one of the complainers, excuse makers, or blamers, <laughs> it's always going to be terrible. it's always going to be terrible. You know, your response for the feedback they're going to give you is always going to be through that filter. But I know when uh, when Brent and I were working together, I could go to Brent and say, "Hey, what did you you know?" and ask him questions about something that I'd done that he was there for, and I was going to get an honest answer. I may not like the answer. But it was never an answer that was done from a position of, I'm going to try and hurt him by saying this. I'm going to buckle up. You're getting you're getting punched in the gut. Well, and it may have and it may have been a punch to the gut, but it was never done intentionally. Yeah, it it was always every response from him was always one where it was like, well, it's kind of like pulling out a splinter. Yeah, it hurts. Yep, but it's better when it's out. Absolutely. And, and, if, and it's the same way here. I mean, Keith calls me still to this day. If I if I preach something and he really enjoyed it, he'll tell me. Or if he thinks that something was weird or fishy, uh, or or not just not good. Um, and that's the thing. You need to have somebody in your life that you trust enough to give you honest feedback. And then you know, there's there says a lot about your family. Your family will give you feedback. Regardless, if it's if it's terrible, your family will let you know. Yes, and a lot will. of times we kind of go, oh, whatever. You're just the thing is, is if you have nobody that you really trust and your family's giving you feedback, use it. I mean, you need to Absolutely. have an, a, a real window of trust that people can say these things into your life and know that they're not trying to destroy you. And you then you're just going to have to get over yourself and <laughs> and you know, spit out the hay and, and uh, spit out the sticks and chew up the hay. And the, on, on, the, on the other side of this, the only way that you are ever going to improve in an area is to get feedback. Honest feedback from somebody. When, if you played sports when you, were, you know, when you were growing up, you had coaches that would pull you aside that worked on your technique and your form. And they didn't do that because they were trying to be mean to you. They were doing it to try and make you a better player. The great players are the ones that have somebody critique things that they're doing constantly. The great players are always tweaking their game. Yeah, watching the game films. and Yep. You know, they say that Peyton Manning, you know, that guy, they, if you ever want to find him, just go to the film room because that's where he's at. Yeah. It, it, regardless. And they said if there was anybody, that guy watched more film and more tape than the coaches did which is what made him such a great quarterback because he knew everything that was going to be thrown at him. As a, as a pastor, as a leader, if we want to make improvements like that and if we want to ever get to the top of our game, then we're going to have to constantly be critiquing our game and, and our leadership skills, abilities, 
the events, the, the, you know, the services, whatever it is that we're doing, we've got to constantly be looking at these things and, and making the effort to make them better. And, and one way, one other way we could do this, I got to touch on it real quick is look for the nonverbal or obvious feedback, because sometimes there's feedback being given and sometimes we're just too blind to see it. Because people aren't going to say anything. Well, nobody said anything. Nobody's complained. Nobody's really said, yeah, but are you are you entrenched enough in your organization, your church or whatever, to see it? If, if you see people, when you're around, get quiet and stop talking, that's feedback. If people, are, people don't want to hire you, that's feedback. If, if people, you know, don't come to church, <laughs> and I'm not talking about skipping to go to the beach. I'm talking about they just... You know, no one's coming. Nobody's coming. That's feedback. And those are things that you have to constantly be looking at as well. The nonverbal feedback speaks actually more often and louder than the verbal feedback does. The verbal feedback just focuses what the nonverbal doesn't do. So with that being said, we're going to wrap up this uh, 1330 po- podcast. We're going to come back with one more on these 12 habits of leaders that are holding them back and uh, and then we'll move on to something else. We got a couple of guests that we're going to have with us, and um, it's going to be really good. I think that you know, uh, as Keith and I, we're down here for a wedding in North Carolina, and um, we've been able to spend some time with some great friends, and uh, they've done a lot with us, for us, been been there for us, and we want to just let them, let y'all experience them. So that'll be coming up here in the next couple of uh, podcasts as well. Uh, until next time, reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at thirteen thirty podcast. Or give us a shout on email, 1330podcast at gmail.com. And let us know what your questions, your comments, your complaints, your blames, and everything else are. Feedback, baby. Come on. Let's have it. Let us know what's happening. Until next time, I'm Brent Bailey. I'm Keith Neighbor. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us for the 1330 Podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.